Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Big Body, brand new I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast is on the way. My name is Michael Rappaport. On today's episode, Nipsey Hussle's killer has been captured and is now being represented by Christopher Darden. Remember that motherfucker? He's back. The Juicy Jesse Somlay saga continues. Plus, we have fantastic sick fucks of the week. And Leonardo DiCaprio, the numbers don't Lie, can a stick man stick? Can a skeeter skeet? We break it down and why? All that and more on a banging big body I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Miles Jordan, let me get something real nice. Oh, yeah. Some real proper. Yes. But most importantly, some real funky. Let's go. Yes. We're back. This is a brand new big body I am Rappaport stereo podcast. My name is Michael Rappaport, aka the Gringo Mandingo, aka Mr. New York, aka the Jake Lamada of podcasting. We've made it, people. We've made it again to another 
Friday. Here we are in the first week of April 2019. And I said it once, I've uh, said it pretty much every week of this year. Friday, when we get to Friday, it feels like, holy shit, what just happened? A lot, a lot has happened. Um, it's been a, a rocking and rolling week in the world. I'll say for me, me personally, Michael Rappaport, the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. Mr. New York, a.k.a. I, I mean, there's so many a.k.a.s, a.k.a. the Pusha T of podcasting, a.k.a. Mr. 212. I've had a very busy uh, week. Uh, as I told you guys earlier, I started uh, shooting Atypical Season 3. Um, and I've just shot two days so far. The first day, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I didn't know whether I was coming or going, um, because I hadn't, I hadn't worked on this show in a minute. Uh, but by day two, I got my sea legs underneath me and I'm starting to feel good. Starting to feel strong. Um, it's a good crew, good group of people. Um, and we're rocking and rolling, um, back on Atypical. Um, which will probably be out in the fall, I would imagine. They haven't announced that. Uh, they, they're they very secretive. They act like we're fucking Game of Thrones. Don't mention anything. Don't post anything online. I'm like, okay, okay. You sure? They're like, yeah, don't don't post anything. All right, well, I just want to get people to know that we're, we're shooting. You know, it's like called press, PR, public relations. Okay, but just, please, just don't, don't give away anything. Okay, all right, okay, all right. I won't fucking give away anything. It's not fucking law and order. It's atypical. It's a great show, but it's not like a uh, hugely plot-driven show. It's not like uh, fucking Breaking Bad. Okay, just just make sure you you don't you don't you don't reveal too much. All right, fuck. Um, I also went back uh, this week and started working again, adding work to the episode of The Simpsons. Remember, I mentioned this a few weeks ago. I mentioned that I did an episode of The Simpsons, and I will tell you. Uh, you will not be disappointed. If you expect me to come on The Simpsons and be playing like a meek character, expect again. Because the character that I portray on The Simpsons, uh, now they said you could say whatever you want, but I, I, it's too early to really give it all away. I just will say this, the character is 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 a fucking, he's a, he's a lunatic. And I'm excited about that. I, um, I'm proud of it. It's The Simpsons. It's as, as literally as American as apple pie. Um, and I come in there and I bring the fucking noise. Uh, and I saw some of the mock-ups of what my character looks like, what he'll be wearing, uh, his hand gestures, uh, and, and so forth and so on. Um, and as I told you guys before, when, when I first started working on The Simpsons, I first heard about and I was first talked to about doing The Simpsons. Uh, fuck. I get the dates confused. As you know, if you never listened to the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, we don't fact check. We do not fact check here at the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. But I believe it was sometime in January of 2018, over a year ago, where I met with uh, one of the writers, my guy Matt Selman. Um, not Matt Groening, not the creator creator, but he's uh, you know he's one of the big fucking wigs over there. Um, and he's a friend of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Uh, shout out to my guy, Matt Selman. Shout out to all the people at the uh, Simpsons that listen to the Iron Rap Poor Stereo Podcast. Shout out to the Simpsons in general. 
We take for granted the greatness of The Simpsons. The show has been on the air for 86 years. Okay, it's the longest running show in the world. It's been on television for 94 years. But, you know, it, it takes a really long time to, to get an episode of The Simpsons done. You know, they have to write it, and then they have to uh, rewrite it, and then they have to do a table read, which is when the whole cast gets together, and then we uh, do uh, some rewriting after the table read, and then we do some recording, and then we do some re-recording, which is what I did today, uh, or, or yesterday actually, um, and then you maybe do some more recording, and then they draw pictures and all sorts of shit, and then comes what I am hoping to be a classic episode of The Simpsons with my character coming in there. I'm not going to give away his name. I'm not going to give away any of that just yet. But he's coming in there and he, he's talking a lot of shit. Okay? He's like a shit-talking bodyguard. That's all that I will say for now. But what an honor. What a privilege. I've also, this week, uh, been doing stand-up. And if there's anybody local in Los Angeles, Saturday night... I will be at the Comedy Store on the, I think it's the 7 p.m. show or 7.30 p.m. show. Um, I don't know when I'm going up, but I will be on the first show in the main room talking uh, and doing comedy. Uh, uh, and if you are a I Am Rapport Stereo podcast fan and you want to say something uh, uh, derived from this here I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, feel free. I embrace it all. I love it all. I feel like uh, uh, when I'm up there and then there's podcast fans, that is home team shit, okay? And I, and I love performing, speaking to the home team. Also, Bellevue, Washington, Seattle area, Vancouver area, everybody up in that area, I am going to be performing on the 26th of April and the 27th of April, four shows at Parlor Live in Bellevue, Washington, the 26th and 27th, two shows each night. Tickets are still available at ParlorLive.com. That's ParlorLive.com, April 26th, April 27th. And then San Francisco, is San Francisco in the house? Is Northern California in the fucking house? When I've gone up there, to do the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. By far the rowdiest, uh, just fucking, I love the crowds in San Francisco. I am performing two shows, May 18th, May 19th, May 18th at 9.45 p.m. at Cobb's Comedy, and Sunday, May 19th at Cobb's Comedy. Two shows in San Francisco, May 18th, May 19th. Tickets are available for those shows at Cobb's Comedy.com, C-O-B-B-S, comedy.com, Cobbs, comedy.com, May 18th and May 19th. I hope there'll be a bunch of you people out there. Uh, come check me out. I love doing comedy. I love doing stand-up comedy. And I love when I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast fans are in Sukasa. I Am Rapport Podcast. So it hasn't even been a week since Nipsey Hustle. Uh, was murdered in cold blood, which just rocked everybody. I know it rocked me, man. And uh, and, and I'm trying to figure out what was so upsetting about about this and and about him passing. And, and I think that 
uh, now that the the guy who killed him uh, has been caught, and this fucking guy, his nickname is Shitty. So you know he's a shitty fucking dude. That was his nickname. Imagine having the nickname Shitty. You must be a real fucking scumbag to, to, to have gotten that nickname and to have it stick. Um, he was caught in Bellflower, California, fleeing. They caught that motherfucker red-handed. Um, but I was trying to think of uh, why this was so upsetting. And it turns out this guy that allegedly, uh, but it, all fingers are pointing uh, to him, the guy who allegedly uh, killed Nipsey Hussle, they were friends. There's old pictures of them together through the years, you know, probably, you know, not best of best of friends, but, you know, crew, clique, friends of friends. Um, and it's just devastating to think uh, that this guy who, when we, we've heard him talk so much this week and there's been so many posts and little interviews that you've never seen and little tidbits that you've never seen, such a, a guy that really had his eyes on the prize and was just a, a forward thinker and a well-intentioned guy um, could be shot in broad daylight on a Sunday afternoon in front of his place of business. And when it's somebody who's famous, obviously things like this happen all the time. You know, people are killed, innocent people are killed. People are killed over disputes, but when it's somebody who's famous and who's so beloved, I don't know. There's just something about it that really, it just rocks you and it scares you to think like, yo, if that happened to this guy, this this could happen to anybody. Um, obviously, these are, these are extreme circumstances and extreme action taken by a psychopath, a cold-blooded killer um, to do something like this over seemingly nothing truly senseless violence, senseless murder, um, and just fucking dumb, terrible, heartbreaking hood shit. And it just, it just really rocked everybody. Uh, everybody who was a fan who knew, knew about him and even people that didn't. It's just like you see this guy, you see him talking, you see the way he articulates himself, the way he sort of had a plan for his life. And you're just like, damn, even my mom, she never heard of him before. And she was like, oh, I've been reading up on him and I saw a piece on him and he just seemed like such a good guy. And, you know, as I talked uh, the other uh, the day about it, um, the times that I, I came across him, he, he was just that. You just like, yo, this is a cool dude. And the amount of outpouring from friends, uh, famous people, celebrities that he knew because, you know, famous people like that, he had a lot of other famous friends and the NBA players, um, so beloved by athletes because he was a big fan. So, you know, rappers love sports, uh, and athletes love rapping. Um, so many people uh, gave him tributes and Instagram posts, and Russell Westbrook uh, did something incredible the other day. Um, during a game, he, he scored 20 points, had 20 rebounds, and I believe it was 21 assists, and he dedicated the game to Nipsey Hustle before the game and after the game, and you know, he said 20, 20, 20 equals 60. And, you know, you know what that means. And just, so, I mean, for him to be able to pull that off and consciously, you know, want to try to do something like that is just crazy. That wasn't by accident. You know, he went out of his way to try to get those numbers to add up like that. And one of the things that I was thinking about in regards to Nipsey Hussle 
And I've had fucking dreams about him. It, it, it's crazy. Like it just, it just your mortality it makes you think about your own mortality. But the thing about uh, Nipsey Hussle, I think that even if you were a huge fan of his music or uh, sort of a fan of his music, I was, I was a fan of his music. I would put myself in sort of a fan of his music. I liked, you know, uh, some songs. I definitely liked that Victory Lap album a lot. Uh, or you weren't a fan of his music at all and you were just a fan of hip hop but didn't really rock with him. Everybody liked him. You just got a sense this guy is, is walking the talk that he's uh, uh, portraying. He wasn't overselling himself or underselling himself. He was portraying uh, himself in an honest way. And I think that's why he was so beloved and so respected. Um, and that's why, uh, again, it's so devastating. You know, and then you see, you know, he's, he's his, his girlfriend, his wife. I don't know if they're married or not. Uh, Lauren London, the actress. Um, and they had kids. It's just fucking just devastating. And then... You, you, you get the details and there's no big story. There's no conspiracy. You know, there was, there's no conspiracy. People want to like, oh, I know it's like, I, I, I'm thinking with, you know, my seventh sense and I, I know this and a Dr. Sebi. And it wasn't no conspiracy. People are entitled to think what they want. And I think people want answers and all. Sometimes there is no answer. Just some dumb, fucking, stupid shit, regrettable shit that changes the course of one person's life that, uh, you know, also was very famous and beloved and respected. And th this guy that they captured, you know, a day later, two days later, you know, he just, this, just a fucking guy, you know, just a fucking guy who's a sociopath to do something like this. Um, and he, he's been arrested and he was in front of the court or no, he, is it, yeah, he was arrested. He, he, he went in front of a judge and this fucking guy, although it's on videotape and there's witnesses, pleads not guilty, which I don't understand. Motherfucker, everybody knows you did this. You're going to go to jail. You're never coming out of jail. My prediction is probably going to die in jail. Someone's going to kill him in jail uh, because of the affiliations and the love of uh, uh, people have for Nipsey Hussle. And it turns out uh, that Chris Darden, you know the name Chris Darden? Remember him, Chris Darden from the O.J. Simpson trial, the guy who represented um, with Marsha Clark, uh, the, the prosecutor who basically uh, was part of the reason why they weren't able to get him because Johnny Cochran uh, fucking just ran him and ruled him and, and, and housed him and, and rooked him. He really rooked Chris Darden. If you follow that trial and the, the documentaries about that trial and that miniseries about that trial, Johnny Cochran rookied. Chris Darden and Marsha Clark. This fucking guy, Chris Darden, the, the, the black dude who was with Marsha Clark, that lawyer, he's representing this fucking murderer of Nipsey Hussle. I'm like, damn, man, you really take on some real shit bags, huh? This fucking guy doesn't give a fuck. So Chris Darden, uh, we're going to be hearing a lot uh, about his name, but this guy's not getting off. There's no fucking way he's getting off and... LAPD and the city of Los Angeles, um, they know that Nipsey Hussle was a good guy. And unlike the, the Tupac and the Biggie murders uh, that were never solved, they're going to make it their business to make sure they find the right guy uh, and convict the right guy uh, because it's just, just been such a, a widespread outpouring of support and, and devastation uh, after what happened to this, uh, this, this good guy. 
a good guy, uh, Nipsey Hussle. What else is going on? Fucking Juicy Jesse Som Lang. This fucking guy. I've had enough of this fucking clown. Juicy Jesse Som Lang. Uh, this fuck. He, he really wants to keep being Mr. Indignant. Mr. Justice is served. Mr. Fucking Bullshitter. You're not fooling anyone, Duke. Uh, he was ran through the mud by the great Chris Rock. This weekend at the NAACP Awards, Chris Rock dissed him. Uh, Tracy Morgan dissed him. Juicy Jesse, nobody fucking believes you. Okay? And if you are allowed to come back on Empire next year, okay, you're going to be a distraction on the set. No one's going to be, like, people are, like, everywhere you, forget the actors. All right? Forget Taraji. Forget Terrence Howard. Forget the actors on the show. It's the grips, the lighting people, the electricians. You know, when you're on a set, there's like probably on a show like that, that big, 50, 55, 60 maybe, 85 people total. You got office people. You got assistants. You got interns. You got uh, accountants. You got all sorts. They're all going to be going, look at this fucking asshole. I don't know who the fuck you think you're fooling, Juicy Jesse Somley. But if you're allowed back on Empire, and they're going to have him back for at least one episode. That I could tell you. Uh, because they either got to kill his fucking character, his character's got to kill himself, he's got to fall off a building or drown on a boat, something like that. Or he might just they might just keep him. Fuck it. The show's in its fifth or sixth season. It's good for ratings to have a fucking... To have a freak like this. Like, oh, let's watch him. Let's watch him act. Let's see how bad of an actor he is this week. Is he is he a better bad actor in real life than he is on Empire? Let's watch. Like a freak show. Uh, but Juicy Jesse Somley, uh, he didn't pay his $130,000 bill for the overtime uh, and the police investigation into his quote-unquote alleged assault. So now... Now, they're going after him civilly. This guy's real... Where are the guys that attacked you, asshole? Where are the two fucking MAGA hat guys that attacked you? You, you, You're trying to fucking fool everybody into thinking it was the two Nigerian guys. They just came up with this shit on their own. Get the fuck out of here, man. Where are the two guys that attacked Juicy Jesse Som Lay? When are they going to strike again? When are they going to attack again? They're not. I hate a motherfucker who really thinks he's getting over. He thinks he's getting over on the world. This fucking guy and, and Dick Stain Donald Trump's the same reason. It's like, motherfucker, do you actually think that we're all dumb? Dick Stain Donald Trump this week, uh, two of his, I mean, every week with this guy, there's, there's fantastic bullshit from him. This week he said that uh, his father, who was born, he was going on about Germany. He said, my father, who was born in Germany, in a great, beautiful part of Germany. Of course, he didn't get specific uh, because his father wasn't born in Germany. His father, slumlord, Freddie Trump. Freddie, the slumlord Trump, was born in the fucking Bronx. I think the grandfather was actually born in Germany. I don't know if this cocksucker's going senile. I don't know if this cocksucker's just lying on top of lies. I don't think he knows. 
This dumb motherfucker also went on to talk about something about uh, he's making fun of natural, uh, uh, you know, windmills, you know, natural uh, um, energy. He's making fun of people that have windmills near their house. And then he went on to say that windmills cause cancer. Whether he's making a joke or not, it's like you are the president. And then he also, uh, uh, he sent out a, a troll tweet at smoking Joe Biden about whether or not Joe Biden, smoking Joe Biden, as I like to call him, has, uh, you know, had been inappropriate. You know, inappropriate. I think I, I would bet that smoking Joe Biden He's probably a lingering hugger. Probably uh, takes uh, women into his uh, embrace and he smells them. Okay? It's weird. Okay? But uh, no harm, no foul. Nonetheless, uh, Dick Stain Donald Trump uh, is doing all that and more, which I'm not even going to go into because it's just like, again, you're not fooling anybody. You're not fooling me, Dick Stain Donald Trump. Your punk-ass son, Dick Stain Donald Trump Jr., he ain't fooling me. And that fuck Eric... Eric Trump, who's hiding, he don't want nothing to do uh, with his picture being put out there because he got those big, gigantic fucking gums. He's got little teeth and big fucking gums. He's all gums. Uh, I haven't seen a new picture of him in months. But Juicy Jesse Somley and Dick Stain Donald Trump, they're very fucking similar, if you ask me. I am Rappaport Podcast. else is going on so yo i told you last this is it next week is the uh well there's a week and a half there's like a week and a half more of nba regular season basketball then it really becomes the greatest time of the year if you're a basketball fan the nba playoffs start and the first round i think it's like two weeks that first two weeks of first round nba basketball that is my favorite Shit, because there are games literally every single night. Literally playoff basketball every single night, and I love it. As we know, the Los Angeles Lakers will not be making the playoffs. By the way, I went to the Clippers uh, Rockets game the other day, and I sat on that wood. I sat right on that fucking wood. And uh, the Clippers got their asses kicked. They did not play well at all. My guy Patrick Beverly uh, was hurt. Um, but watching James Harden up close was very impressive. That motherfucker, first of all, he's a lot quicker in real life uh, than uh, it looks on TV. Because in TV, it just kind of looked like he's trugging along. He, he, he's moving quick. And he stops and starts. Uh, he he goes, you know, slow, mid-speed, full burst, back to slow. Like, that's how he keeps you so off balance. And he does these stutter steps, and he'll take two steps forward, a step back, and then go forward. He's extremely hard to guard. Uh, and I've seen him play live a couple of times, but obviously because he's been so prolific lately, uh, you had to just, like, watch him and marvel at him. And you just you, – he's – that motherfucker's a scoring machine, and he makes it look really easy. And I'd say James Harden is probably six foot five at most. He's on the lower part of six foot five, like he's closer to six foot four than he is six foot six. Uh, 
So I'd say he's probably just hitting six foot five. He's not very tall, not very muscular, no Bruno. Uh, I'm just saying, like, there's nothing like if you saw him, like, he's not that impressive physically. You know, he's not dunking. Uh, he is moving faster than than it appears on TV. Um, and it was cool to watch him play. Uh, the Clippers, they need to get their shit together ASAP or they're going to be bumped from the playoffs. Um, it's just one night. Uh, but they just didn't look well. Uh, they didn't look good. So my man, um, Austin Rivers, friend of the Iron Rapport Stereo podcast. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted the Clippers to win, but they got their asses kicked. Uh, but back to the Lakers, who we know are not making the playoffs. They're not even coming close to making the playoffs. Alonzo Ball is suing the big baller brand co-founder who stole up to $3 million of his money. First, it was $1.5 million. Now it was $2 million. Now they're saying it was $3 million. Nonetheless, he's suing the co-founder of the uh, Big Baller brand. I don't know if the Big Baller brand is going to close. It's going to fold. Listen, it smelt like bullshit. It sounded like bullshit. And it turns out it was bullshit. It was a con. It was a hustle. And Lonzo Ball uh, got conned and got hustled. I'm pretty sure, I rest assured, I would guarantee that LeVar Ball is probably the most upset and most embarrassed uh, out of the whole group. Because as much as I can't stand that fucking guy, uh, he seems like he has his kid's best interest in the forefront of all his bullshit. Although, he also announced this week that the other one, the third son, LaMelo Ball, is... Not playing college basketball, he'll be going overseas, and he's afraid if he plays college basketball, they'll be investigating him, probably because he got paid overseas. He knows. He didn't just go overseas. Like, these guys are, listen, they're, they're doing everything they can to, to load their pockets, as they should. They're the show. But stop fronting like you're a victim in all this shit, okay? Your son's the fucking only victim here. Alonzo's uh, the victim. The second son, uh, what is his name? Jello. He's a victim, and I don't know what the fuck's going to happen with this LaMelo, um, but those are the fucking victims. You're not the victim, LeVar Ball, okay? You're the guy that put the fucking bullet, uh, uh, the X on their back for everybody to talk shit, me, and the rest of the world to break their balls, okay? Stop playing the fucking victim. I hate that bullshit when people are like, oh, victim, 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 fucking nonsense, These guys would just be regular players. The other son would be in college. He'd either be good enough for the NBA or he'd stay in college at this point. He's never going to play a college game in his life. You know how many hours he put into playing? You know how many uh, hours he dreamt and dreamt? And Jell-O Ball, poor fucking Jell-O Ball, he's done with basketball. He ain't playing in the NBA. It's not happening. It's done. Some news that I found funny. I don't know if it's true. Listen, you never you never know what you can believe. Uh, but apparently, uh, they're going to start shooting Space Jam 2 starring LeBron James. They're probably going to start shooting early because, you know, this fucking guy's not in the playoffs. <laughs> and he's having problems casting stars in Space Jam 2. Uh, other NBA stars, uh, they're like, nah, or we're busy. How about I'm busy? I'm in the playoffs. The other stars are in the playoffs. You're the only star... Uh, who's not in the playoffs. He's probably the only guy who's in the movie uh, who's out of basketball already. Sorry, sucker. In other basketball news, the big three is coming back 
The big three uh, is coming back. Ice Cube's league, three-on-three professional basketball, is coming back, and it's coming back on CBS, and it's coming back this summer. It's going down for real. People thought that Ice Cube, this was going to just be one and done. I don't know why you would think Ice Cube would fail. He's been ahead of the curb. The curve. Since he left NWA when NWA was one of the biggest rap groups going. He left. Then he started acting in movies. What the fuck are you doing? Then he started acting in kids' movies. What the fuck are you doing? Then he created the big three. What the fuck are you doing? Now the big three is in season three and has been picked up to be put on the air all summer long live on CBS. Good. You know I'm a part of the big three. I don't know uh, how much I'll be doing this summer, but I support the big three. I respect the shit out of Ice Cube and Jeff Qantas, and I'm just so happy that the league keeps getting bigger and bigger and better and better despite the fact that other sports networks, namely ESP fucking N, they never gave it the love, the support that it deserved. They didn't want to be a part of it, so they just were shitting on it from the beginning, treating like it was a joke. Little slights here and there in their comments, little slights here and there on their shows, never showing highlights in the summertime when there's no sports highlights. Disrespectful to Ice Cube, disrespectful to hip-hop, disrespectful to all the ex-NBA players, the stars that are part of the big three. Good. Keep fucking going. All right, so I've been listening to this this podcast, this crime podcast. I love these real crime podcasts. Um, that's, it's just a fucking trip. It's it's on um, iTunes, you know, wherever you wherever you listen to podcasts. I, I Listen, I'm not, I'm not going to fucking... I listen to it on iTunes, okay? And it's a real crime, true crime podcast that's kind of taking place right now. Um, Last year, I believe it was in February of 2018, a young, aspiring, pretty actress disappeared. Uh, She lived in Hollywood, not too far from where I live. Um, And they mentioned different streets. She she lived around the corner from the uh, Chinese Museum, the Grauman's Chinese Museum, uh, which is where, you know, they have all the fingerprints and the, the handprints, the iconic place in Hollywood. If you've never been there, you've probably seen it many, many, many times on, you know, when they show anything about Los Angeles, they always show Grauman's Chinese Theater. Anyway, so this girl lived there. She was from Madagascar, um, and she was out here in Los Angeles, you know, doing modeling and acting, and, you know, she had the, the normal dream. Anyway, uh, she was in an acting class. Uh, last year, around February uh, of 2018, she disappeared. She just fucking disappeared. They couldn't find her. They filed a missing persons report, apparently based on the podcast, which is hosted by this Rolling Stone magazine reporter who uh, does investigative pieces and fluff pieces. Um, he got contacted by the family because they were like, please, please help. Uh, you know, the police aren't helping us enough. Can you please try to help to bring some and shed some light on what happened to our daughter. So this guy uh, hired, along with the family, a uh, private investigator, and they start tracking the case. Um, and it's just like, holy shit. And, you know, this 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 girl, as of, I'm not going to give it away, but it has twists and turns 
and you know there's pictures of her and you could really you know she was like on instagram she had a bunch of followers and it's just fascinating because shit happens and you know we forget and and i forget living in los angeles you know because the beverly hills and the bel air of it all how uh, low down and dirty and how nefarious uh, Hollywood could be. And, and you know, there's people from all over the country, all over the world, they come here and they all have big dreams and big ideas and you don't know where the fuck uh, they actually came from, who the fuck they actually are, what kind of backgrounds they're from. And this di- um, podcast called To Live and Die in L.A., To Live and Die in L.A., just like the Tupac song, it kind of really shows that and it, it traces this uh, disappearance of this this girl and I, I really like it and it's bugged out. Uh, so if you're into true crime podcast, uh, true crime podcast and chill, I highly recommend it and uh, uh, let me know what you think. I'm pretty sure they have an Instagram or a Twitter page. Uh, let them know that the dingo sent you. Uh, I, I sent it on the strength. Uh, I don't know these people at all. I just found out about it from a friend of mine, but it's it's really dope. It's really bugged. Um, you know, just great documentary, uh, crime, uh, murder, investigative podcast shit called To Live and Die in L.A. Miles Jordan, please, now, let me get the sick fuck of the week theme song. This is an award that is earned, not given. Earned, not given. It's called the sick fuck of the week. Sick. She's really fucking sick, man. She's fucking whack. Why? Make him stop. You smell like a sick fuck. You look like a sick fuck. That ain't supposed to be on a plane, you sick fuck. What what are you doing? Hey, man, leave that chicken alone. Leave the chicken alone. Well, what are you doing to the chicken? That doesn't belong in a chicken. Yes, this is the Sick Fuck of the Week segment. It is an award-winning segment. It goes out to a certain sick fuck with a certain, uh, as the French say, a je ne sais quoi. Let's get right into it. The AAF. You heard of that nonsense? The Alliance of American Football. You know that football league that just came up a couple of weeks ago? Johnny Cluckhead, Johnny Manziel, he just joined it. Well, as, as quick as it started... It's as quick as it's fucking ended. The AAF, the Alliance of American Football, well, I don't think anybody watched it. That's why the fucking league died in like two months. Uh, they shut down all operations. Why are they sick fucks? They had uninsured, injured players. Teams were being booted from hotels. Hotel bills weren't paid and so forth and so on. Players were kicked out of hotels during the week while they were there for games and so forth and so on. And Johnny Manziel now has nowhere else to go. You got nowhere else to go, Johnny fucking Cluckhead. The AAF is done. You can't play football in Canada. You're not good enough for the NFL. Next sick fuck, Conor McGregor, who I've been hard on, but I've also said I lie, I like and respect, and he's good for the UFC. He truly is out of control. He truly is a sick fuck. This week he was saying more crazy, foul, racist, and just disgusting shit to Khabib 
I can't pronounce his last name. You know, Khabib, the guy he fought last who beat his ass, tapped him out real nice, real proper in the second round. Yo, Conor McGregor, he, yo, listen, based on what I see and this kind of behavior, that's booger sugar talking. Now, I'm not saying he's on booger sugar, but but that kind of behavior, just two weeks ago, I had to bring this fucking guy because he said he retired. No one bought it. No one believed it. That's that booger sugar. This week, he's talking greasy to Khabib. Yo, Khabib, set up a fight. Dana White set up a fight. A-S-A-P. And this time, there's no tap out. Let him fucking, let him just mangle his fucking guy. Conor McGregor is a classless fuck. I know everybody believes they want to they wanna believe in the, in the great white hope. This guy's a great white cluckhead. He's out of control. That is booger sugar talking. Trust me, it's booger sugar 101, sadly. Man, this is upsetting. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about a baby whose body went into shock. After um, you know he had he had been a part of a botched attempt at a uh, at a, a circumcision, um, unfortunately, it has happened again. This time it happened in Italy again. The last time it was in Italy, I don't know why these people are cutting dicks on their like yo. This is this is a surgical procedure. This is not uh, something you should be doing at home. This isn't like uh, putting a band aid. On a little scrape, you you have to be sanctioned, licensed to give a, a circumcision. But another another kid, another kid uh, dies after a, a circumcision. This time it was a a five month old baby. Last time it was a two year old, which is just late. Why are you cutting Shorty's dick when he's two? He's two. Nothing funny about this. This is sad. The parents, of course, are the sick. Fucks when it comes to this one. Uh, out of Jersey, New Jersey, two dumb, sick fucks. And to be honest, they don't look like sick fucks. They look like dumb fucks. Brandon Perez and his dumb friend, David Suit or Salt. Uh, uh, these guys are from Jersey. Uh, they wanted to do a prank. And of course, yes, you, you guessed it, videotape it. Uh, they were charged with second degree uh, aggravated assault and second degree aggravated arson and second degree conspiracy. These two assholes wanted to videotape themselves setting their friend on fire. I don't understand why that that like that's something you want to do to your friends. They thought this was going to be funny. Uh, their friend was asleep. Uh, they started burning him. Anyway, uh, the guy uh, woke up. Obviously. Uh, they weren't able to put out the, the the fire. A bigger fire started. This poor bastard got severe burns. And these two assholes have been arrested and are going to jail. You dummies. You two fucking dumb, sick fucks you. Why are you setting your friend on fire? That's someone you call a friend? Imagine having a friend like this. When you, when you can't shut your eyes because these two assholes are going to set you on fire. Good. Lock them up. Um, is Florida in the house? Is Florida in the house? Let me hear you say, oh, of course we can't do a sick fuck of the week, uh, segment without something going down in Florida. 
Uh, I got this from two people, two of the best in the business, OG Paul Wall and the sick fuck of the week whisperer, uh, who I want to give a shout out to, uh, my guy Mike uh, Schaefer, the sick fuck of the week whisperer. Anyway, this sick fuck in Florida, uh, people are, uh, they're on the hunt for a driver who stopped at an intersection in a parking lot when there was no one there, let a guy pass him. And based on the videotape, probably the guy uh, was walking too slow. So instead of fully letting him pass, the asshole then hits him, then stops his car, then drives off. Uh, So there's a sick fuck on the loose. They found him on surveillance video. He stopped in a store. Uh, They found his car and so forth and so on. Uh, The individual who was hit by the car had a broken leg. Fortunately, he was okay. But there is a guy who is playing fucking uh, hide-and-seek at red lights and at crosswalks for people down there in Oakland Park, Florida. Be on the lookout for this sick fuck. Finally, this is not a sick fuck. This is just player-hating. And it shows, again, why uh, the great Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, who is coming out in uh, the the movie that I'm most anticipating seeing next, um, To Live and Die in Hollywood. No, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood... Uh, somebody, for some reason, uh, uh, scoured and, and, and did some investigating over why the greatest stick man of all time, Leonardo DiCaprio, and the, the, the reigning champ, the reigning heavyweight champ of stick men, apparently, based on everything they know. And they see, that's one of the things about being a great stick man. You think you know, but you have no idea. You think you know what Leonardo DiCaprio is up to, but you have no idea who he's sticking. But based on all the public information, the pictures, the canoodling, the dating, Leonardo DiCaprio has never had a long-term relationship with a girl over 25. Now they're talking about it. Uh, uh, They're saying it's disgusting. It's this, that, and the third Let a stick man stick. Let a stick man stick. He's still only 44 years old. Can a skeeter skeet? Yes, he can. Can a stick man stick? Yes, he can. My name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. Mr. 212. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Miles, Jordan, take me out of here with something real nice, something real proper, but most importantly, oh yes, yes, something real funky. Let's go. Ooh.